Hello, welcome back to the show. Today's guest is going to be none other than Coach Robert Holmes Sr. He's been coaching for six years now, going into his seventh. He coaches offense and defense. Um, he loves bringing the beast out of kids that have been afraid to let it out in the past. He's played football from the major five through a senior year of high school. His positions were running back, outside linebacker, corner and safety, also all special teams. And he's also started both ways his whole life. His overall love is teaching the kids. Coach Holmes, how are you doing this evening? I'm all right. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to finally get to connect with you. Yes, sir. So why don't you tell us how you got your start? I um I started was when my son, he was four years old, wanted to play football flag and one of the coaches who I coach with now with the Twin City Outlaws. He was out there by himself with a bunch of little kids, with the little kids by himself. And I, I watched him a couple of days prayed. I asked him, hey, do you need some help out here? He said, man, I can use any kind of help I can get. So from there, me and Coach DJ Mills, we started a bond and been coaching ever since. And his son also plays with my son. So they've been playing together through the years. Okay, and what and what age group do you all coach now? Um, this year, this past year, we, we coached eight U, and it's a travel football team, and we uh, play on the Atlanta Youth Football, and we actually went to the YNC and won the national championship. Okay, well, congratulations on that. We'll definitely get into that later on. Um, I wanted to ask you, what are your defining moments in your life so far you feel like with coaching the kids? Um, just being able to see the smile on some of the kids' faces when they're able to go to the next level or they're doing better than they was when they first started off. Okay. Um, you spoke about, you know, the coach being out there with a lot of the kids and it was just him. 
How did mm-hmm. you how did you work up the nerve to, you know, go out there and offer help? But, you know, because you probably were used to just maybe watching it, you know, maybe not wanting to get involved in the pet in the in the in the past. So how did you work up the nerve to do that? I I just wanted I just wanted to ask him. I, he he a little he a little younger than me, but I wouldn't I wouldn't ask him because you dealing with four year olds, so it's hard trying to keep them in line by yourself, right? And trying to teach them. So I went out there, and another parent he went out there too, and we got the love for the game. So I was the first one to go talk to him, and then one of the other partners he ended up coming out there and. For long, we had about four or five coaches to help them. How how would you say you fought through the mindset of, you know, they're just four years old and not maybe wanting to go to, like, the older kids, you know, because maybe they could listen a little more, they could do a little more? How did you get through that part? Um, it was hard because you're teaching them flag. So a little different than the contact, but it was fun. I will say that. You have some of them that catch on quick, and some they might run in circles, play in the dirt, or just not gonna listen anyway. Just gonna run off. But for the most part, it was it was fun. And what are some what are some of the first steps you took um, when you started coaching? Like, you know, did you focus more on making sure you had enough drills for them? Did you focus on you know? having the offense worked up? Like, what did you, how did you start the whole process? Um, we worked on a lot, mostly first trying to get them to line up and stay still. <laughs> that was the hardest thing with the four-year-olds. Try to get them to stay still until the ball snap. Right. That, that, that was the hard, that was one of the hardest things. Because they, they little and they active, so they want to move around. Do you believe that, you know, working with them so young, and I know that you all probably continue to work with them, so they got used to you all and you all got used to them, but do you feel like the experiences you had when they were so small helped you later on? Um, yes, you watch them grow. So some of the kids, you learn them know how you can push them and how you can't. So it helps, you know, like I say, you learn, you learn, you learn the kids. Right. And then you meet over the years, you meet different kids, you know, some, some real athletic, some are not. How? Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. But is, to see them, I guess, actually learn how to play the game and know that it's a team sport and bond with their other teammates and learn the fundamentals of the game, it's a good thing. Okay. And how did you – how do you all acquire your players? Like, how do you mark market to them, their parents? How do you all do that? Um, when we first started off, it was uh, with CYF, Columbus U Football. So it's it's Columbus U Football been around probably since the late 60s, early 70s. It's been around a long time. 
So kids signed up to, to go to different teams within the Columbus U football. Now the travel is different for me. That was, that was my first year actually being a part of the travel program. And I got to say, I enjoyed it because of the competition level. It's different. A lot better than just local. And now you all play, you said in the Atlanta League, correct? Mm-hmm. So, like, do you all, when you have to drive there on a Saturday, if they don't mm-hmm. come to you all, like, do y'all drive on Saturday? Do y'all stay overnight on Friday? Um, It all depends. We are, let's see how to say this. Because um, we're out of Columbus, Georgia, and Phoenix City, Alabama. That's why they call us the Twin City Outlaws. So yes, when we go up there, most of our games are on Saturday. But if we're in a tournament and it's in Atlanta, sometimes the games may start on Friday. So we'll stay maybe the weekend up there because you'll have games Friday, Friday, Saturday, and the championship games for that particular tournament will be on Sunday. Or if we just a normal regular season game, it could be on Saturday, but you might have a call-out game, somebody call your team out, and they want to play on that Sunday. Now that'll still be teams from the league that can call you out? Um, from the Atlanta League or another travel league. It could be from anywhere. It can be from out of state or we played a team. I know this year we played a team from California, OG Ducks. Uh, a team out of uh, Tennessee came down to – actually came to Columbus. But they have other Atlanta teams that is in another youth travel league that they might call you out or play against you. Okay. And how do you all reach out to the parents? Um, do you all like use IG a lot? Do you maybe use um, Facebook or Instagram, Facebook, um, different groups on Facebook, like Warzone. Um, they got one. Now we, you, it used to be the best eight U in the country. Now it's the best nine U football. So, and, you know, we chat, talk mess back and forth, um, put stuff out about different tournaments throughout because you got, like, the national championship that we went to, you got teams from all over, from California, um, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, Carolinas, Florida, you got teams from all over, and it's different travel leagues in different states. How you all won the national championship this year? Mm-hmm. First, I wanted to ask you, you said because this is the first year you participated in travel. Is, uh-huh. this, is this the first year the team participated in travel as well? or No, no. Uh-huh. Okay. So how would you say that you all really established yourself this year? Um, on that way to the national championship? Um, well, under the leadership of Timothy London, that's our head coach. Um, I think last, I want to say last year, they went to the national championship, I think finished third. But I want to say this year, 
we we had a hard team. Probably the best defense. We had the best defense in our age group in the nation. Stingy with the points. Um, we teach our kids to play your position. Every position matters. Everybody plays a role on the team. And if everybody do their part, we can win. And I will say, like, with our kids, if somebody score on us, which is seldom, they upset about it. They really upset about it. And they gel together, and we play. And, and Oh, go ahead. And it's very seldom, I think, the most – it might have been scored on us all year, maybe two touchdowns on one game. The rest of them maybe six or eight points, and the rest of them be donuts. And are you the are you the OC DC? Do you do a specific position? Um, basically, I be on both sides of the ball, helping out on both sides. And what, because of my, because of my work schedule, um, I'm there and I'm not there. Right. And um, where I see kids not doing what they're supposed to, or if we need to focus on a certain position or a certain thing, I work with other coaches. We get that taken care of and fix it and get it right. No matter if it's the guy's not blocking the way they're supposed to or not firing off on defense or backs not hitting holes or not doing their assignments. Just I just work on both sides. Or if we got, like I say, some kids to where they may be a little timid, but they have that dog in them or that beast and work, work to try to get it out of them. So we we need that we need that to come out the kid, so they can perform to the best of their ability. Because when they feel it and they're able to, I guess, see that hey, I can do what this other guy doing, and be successful at it or dominate at it, they're gonna continue to do it. And if they like the game and like the sports, they're going to be happy about it. But you have to teach some of them the right technique, blocking techniques. Um, as far as extending your arms, not trying to block with your elbows, different stuff like that. But you have to – you got to work with the, the kids to get them to perform. And once – they understand and able to, to perform at another level by the end of the year. It's like, wow, this child has come a long way from the beginning to where he's barely getting by to where now, hey, he's he's a beast. We had some some play, some kids that beginning of the year they wasn't starting, you know, we sub them in and out towards the end after working with them. Hey, they done took, took over starting positions. 
you know, and that's a good thing. It definitely builds that competition amongst your whole team. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, it does. And you'll be surprised who, who will step up and be, be that person that's actually a beast. We got a guy, he may be one of the littlest, littlest players on the team, but he will pop you. He, he'll pop you. At the beginning of the year, he only wanted to hit his brother. <laughs> you know, he loved that. The other backs, he really wouldn't hit them because he played linebacker. He'll hit them, but sometimes they'll run them over, and those guys are a little they, – they small, they smaller than his brother. His brother's a fullback. But I talked with him. I said, you, you, you tackle your brother, you, you flip him over or do whatever to him. Why you can't do the other ones like that? I don't know. I say, if you can do it to your big brother, you sure can do it to these other little guys. And work with him, talk with him, hype him up. And after a while, he become a beast. He, he earned himself a starting position. One of the younger players on the team. I want to switch it into another lane. Uh, what type of fundraising do you all do to keep your costs low for the players? Okay, um, we do like bucket drops. We might um, be on the side of the road, a busy road, um, in the parking lot doing bucket drops, asking for donations. Had the kid, kids out there, we would, you know, ask for donations, stuff like that. Um, we do a calendar fundraiser to where is, um, see how to say it. Like you got a calendar, you ask friends or family or whoever to pick a day. And whatever the date of that, whatever day they pick, they'll donate that amount of money, whether it's for the first a dollar or the tenth ten dollars or the twentieth twenty dollars. And if every kid on the team is doing that, it's like about you can raise about close to five hundred dollars per calendar. So that helps. And then sometimes we, we might sell donuts or try to have a cookout or something like that or ask for donations or try to find sponsors. And sponsors, they help, they help out too. Okay. And I want to ask you, how do you approach building relationships with your players? Um, you gotta one. You gotta build, have some, have your kids trust you, believe in what you're talking about. Um, you gotta motivate your kids. And one thing I learned over the years of coaching to let the kids know. Okay, you have some players that. How you can say you'd be a superstar or more athletic. But if he mess up, I'm going to get on him just as much as I'm going to get on somebody who don't start. We're going to get on everybody, get on everybody the same straight across the board. And that builds respect on your team. They know, hey, coach, he going to get on him. He ain't going to get on me the same way for messing up. And that goes a long way. 
with it goes a long way with the kids or anybody even in life. If you're keeping things straight across the board, you know, try not to show, you know, certain kids preferential treatment, how they do on a lot of teams. And now with that preferential treatment, I want to ask you, how do you set, you know, clear expectations with your players? Everybody got a job on the team and you got to do your job, whether you the center, the guard, defensive end, defensive lineman, linebacker, cornerback, your job affects the next man. Center, if you don't get that ball to the quarterback, we ain't moving the ball nowhere. Defensive line, we need you to penetrate. Your your first move should be forward, not backwards. If you if you're not penetrating the line, you're just standing there. You're in the way of the linebackers for making a play. You know, everybody everybody has a part to play. Defensive end, we need you coming across. Let me you see. know, and just like on, you know, for quarterback, running backs. Sometimes running backs, you're not getting the ball. You got to block. You got to block for your quarterback to get that pass out. You got to block for your teammate that's running the ball. You can't just run out there and stand around. Everybody, everybody plays a part. And if you play team ball, you can be successful. And that's what we try to instill in our kids. That's what our head coach, Tim London, he liked to do. He Everybody plays a part on the team. And if you're not starting and we're subbing you in and out, we need you to pay attention. We need you to see what the guy in your position is doing. So when you get in, you know what to do. And let me ask you this. When did you start to feel that your team was reaping the rewards of all the work they were putting in? Mm, I can say midway because we, we we went undefeated, but midway, I say around toward the end of October week after we played, I guess the OG Ducks we we won, but it was a real it was real close. So us as coaches had to buckle down and do our job, do what we have to do. Be a little strict on the kids. Um, coach how we're supposed to coach. And the whole team gelled, gelled together, coaches and players. And the work that we were putting in started to show. And those close games weren't that close anymore. They started, we started blowing teams out, beating teams a little, you know, more convincing. We still had one or two close ones. But I guess after that point, it was, you know, no no more time to play or mess around. It's, it's, we got to get the business. What would you say is the secret to a successful practice? Successful practice? When everybody doing what they supposed to do, and also, well, let me start here. All your kids showing up to practice for one. 
all the kids at practice, they doing what they supposed to do. And we're not having to make running laps or because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. If if your if your team on offense and defense doing just doing doing the right thing, doing what they taught, it makes it a, it makes it a good practice. And if you have your offense and defense, they both clicking on all cylinders, and you having a good scrimmage in practice, and the plays that you're running on offense are productive, but at the same time your defense is doing making stops or doing what they supposed to, hey, you done had a good practice. What's your what's your secret to you know you all being so productive um in the games, I should say. What do you feel like the secret is? Mostly making sure the kids doing what they're if the kids are doing what they're taught and you you will be your team will be successful on the field. And have have you have some I will say warm ups before the game, getting the kids loose, that helps a lot as far as their production on the field because they're not cold out there. You know, like a cold start. Right, right. I got you. So you you warm your kids up, you get them ready, and they re- they ready to play. Hype them up a little bit. And so this is called volunteer your purpose. So let me ask you, who inspires you, and why? I say these kids. It, it is you know we're we're teaching them a game that a lot of us love. But also teaching them some morals, some teaching them teamwork, teaching them good sportsmanship, and letting these kids know if you're not doing right in school, us as coaches, we're gonna get on you too. You got to do your school work too. We we hard on them with that. If they get in trouble in school, their parents let us know. There'll be a lot of bed crawling out there for you after practice. Little lap running. You're gonna get disciplined at the field and and at the house by your parents. When your parents say you messing up, we're we're gonna help take care of you too out there on that field. Cause you're not gonna cut up at school too. And I can tell you our team, straight A's, if not all straight A's, A B on a roll for our whole team. So they're very smart. We're we're fortunate to have a group of smart young young men, and that's what we're doing as coaches. We helping raise these kids to do the right things because it's so much negativity and wrong. I guess kids that are doing wrong out there in the community, community, to where us as coaches, you gotta try to teach these kids right from wrong just to help them in their life. You never know what kid you might touch or help, you know, that could be on the verge of going the wrong way. You through through sports, you, you might can pull them back in the right direction. 
you know, and that's the main thing, just to teach these kids, help them, and see them be successful in life, get them ready for that next level. And so now I want to transition into the lightning round of this podcast. The The drill is you answer the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes, sir. What is a resource that has helped you in coaching that you can share with the Volunteer Your Purpose audience? The love of the game. Um, Football fanatic. What has been the best book that has helped you directly with coaching and running the Outlaws? Uh, Just football tutorial, tutoring books, different stuff like that. Okay. Help out a lot. What is a non-negotiable part of your daily routine? Non-negotiable part. Mm. As far as with the kids or just myself? Um, Just for yourself. You know, because... You know, you got to do a self-care sometime, you know. Leading so. by lead by example. Lead by example. Okay. I can't get them to do it if I don't do it. If I'm not doing right, I can't ask them to do right. That's on and off the field. Yes, sir. I agree with that. Let me ask you, what is a personal habit that has significantly helped you in coaching? I guess watching football day, football network, watching football day, day in and day out. Talking, debating on football with coaches, friends, family, different stuff like that. Okay. Now this one is to just, you know, other coaches such as yourself. So what is your parting advice for fellow coaches, those who have ventured off and, you know, created their own team in a sense? Mm-hmm. but also uh, just coaching and maybe even thinking about their own team who want to lead youth in their own way, but are worried about, you know, the resources and how can they be successful if they're successful enough? Well, the main thing is if you're going to coach kids, remember it's about the kids, not about the adults. It's about the kids. You're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but it's about teaching these kids the fundamentals of this game teaching them how to play good sportsmanship and stuff like that. And that's the main, the main thing is about the kids, not about the adults. And you get that a lot in the little league. I I definitely have seen that. So I completely understand. Uh, Mm -hmm. My last question for you is, is if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say about your work with youth? when you arrive at the pearly gates job well done well thank you coach i really appreciate you coming on and volunteering your purpose with us tonight yes sir it was my pleasure i sure appreciate you for having me and 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 having the twin city outlaws on you your podcast yes sir no problem we'll talk later all right thank you sir all right thank you All right. Bye. All right.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Volunteer Your Purpose. Volunteer Your Purpose is taped at Oasis Podcast Studio, Tallahassee, Florida. If you want to find me online, I'm at Beast Youth Sports on Instagram. And that's B-E-A-S-T-Y-O-U-T-H Sports. And Beast Youth Sports on Twitter. And that's B-E-A-S-T-Y-T-H-S-P-O-R-T-S on Twitter. And as always, if you love the show, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to us. As always, thanks, guys, and talk to you next week.